Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I missed you. I missed you too, Padre. I was kind of a jerk to you when I first got here. I apologize. Long day yeah. traveling. It is all good. Your mom was very mad at me. <laughs> she was like, you really hurt Demazi's feelings. <laughs> I was like, he knows that I didn't. I was being yeah, irrational. No. I'm sorry. You know I apologize. You no, it's fine. It's fine. I definitely, I mean, you did, like, in, in fairness, you did say something about it a couple times. Yeah, it's all good. But I mean. But it was also, like, 90 seconds to play, and I <laughs> I apologize for that. But it was good to see you. Good I really you. missed you. Damn it, my hair is a disaster. We're just gonna roll with it. Got like a John Wick thing going on. This yeah, I know. I got it. I got to get it together. But I almost got my hair cut in Italy. That style that I showed you, I almost got it cut. But because it's like an Italian hairstyle. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How many drinks have you had, had when you were thinking about? Oh, I was that? stone sober. Okay. I wasn't stone sober most of the trip, but in that moment I was. And your mom and I walked down to the guy, but then she didn't trust him. Yeah, she was like, she was like, no, you gotta have a black guy cut your hair. I'm like, this is an Italian I've, hairstyle. You have to see. I've actually got a funny story about that, but you've got to see who gets out of the chair. Like, I feel like yeah, you have to watch him cut yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah. hair. And you got a haircut since our last. I, 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 this was not intentional. Well, the haircut was intentional. The length of the haircut was not intentional. Of course, yeah, yeah I obviously yeah. got the haircut. Yeah, didn't accidentally be like, I thought I was at Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> funny guy. All right, welcome in another episode. What's right, Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. One special announcement. This is going to be the only place you can get me audio video for at least the rest of this week. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. Maybe slightly longer. Now, the internet rumors of the demise of first things first, not only are they greatly exaggerated, they're flatly wrong. However, we do have an important, I can't call it announcement, but an important thing that is happening with first things first. Uh, it might have to do with where the show is shot from without revealing too much. And because of that, we're going to be off the air temporarily as all those things get going. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this for at least the rest of this week, maybe a tiny bit bleeding into next week, this is the place to find me. Plus on Twitter, of course, but this is really it. I am so excited. What I'm not going to do is what people do when they come off vacation in media, which is start the, their shows talking about their vacation. I went to Rome. It was amazing. The history is unlike anything I've ever seen. The rest of that, check my Instagram stories. All right. <laughs> now, we will get the show going the way we always do, by discussing what we are not discussing on today's show. Here is what did not make the cut for our return show of What's Right with Nick Wright. The Game of Thrones return 
that has not made the cut for a number of reasons. Most notably, I have not yet watched it. That is a show I watched with my wife. My wife, just a total soldier, nine days in Rome, partying almost every night late into the night, flies back to New York and just goes out. She and her best friend, Nicole, who was here with us, they're like, hey, it's Harlem Day. We're going to a concert. I'm like, you're going to a concert? Very inspirational. It was unbelievable. Shaq calling Steph the best in the world. I don't know that I, I, it's not that I don't know that I agree with that. I definitely disagree with that, to be honest. But all these like current rankings, all time rankings, that still have Steph behind KD strike me as a little odd. And the Ravens win an incomprehensible 22nd straight preseason game. I believe in that streak. They are 17-4-1 against the spread. You know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover. We will discuss that on the gambling show if the gambling show gets rolling when the preseason is still going on, which is unlikely, but is the type of thing we would discuss on the gambling show. Demonte, I don't know if you can tell, I am very excited to be back on the air. Yeah. I have so many takes built up inside of me, <laughs> like, a, like a chamber that's overflowing. Okay. So let's get going. What are we starting with? All right. Uh, Deshaun Watson's okay. official suspension. All right. So we're starting with a, with just a laugher of a topic. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so official suspension is 11 games. Yep. He will be fined $5 million, yep. but he will be back for the final playoff push. Yep. Uh, what's your reaction to this final suspension? I think that, listen, as I've said before, and I'll say it very quickly, there was no amount of games that was going to feel right. And by that, I mean, if he didn't do it, he should get zero games. If he did it, and you're talking about two dozen plus cases of credibly or credible cases of alleged sexual misconduct, one season's not enough. Two seasons feels like, nah, I don't know. That's like, you know, a game and a half per accuser. Right. So there was never, you, you were never going to be able to thread the needle. But we always knew six was not enough. From a purely cold perspective, what's best for the NFL and best for the Browns, it was that the suspension end this year because then the storyline ends this year. If they would have suspended him the entire season, then the entire saga of Deshaun's return, his first game with the Browns, is now a story in the vacuum of next offseason when people are looking for things to discuss. I found it odd that they did 11 and not 12 because that now lets him come back for the Texans game. And so there's going to be a lot of media attention surrounding that because their 12th game of the season is the Texans game. I, however, do not believe there will be a playoff push for the Browns. I don't, the, what does their record need to be in order for them to be a credible playoff contender? Seven and four after 11 games? Some people might say six and five, but the, the, the other element of this, and this is to me my more, the more, uh, I guess, unique opinion, is I think, the Browns fans and management are going to look back on this trade as such an absolute football disaster. Not just, forget PR, forget morality, forget all of those things. From a football perspective, Deshaun Watson did not play at all last year. He is now not going to play for the first three months of this year. He is an incredibly talented player with that said we have seen a team quarterbacked by Deshaun Watson that had deficiencies in other areas go four and 12 when he was the quarterback for the full season so what what's my point there 
because they're not going to be able to call it restock their team through the draft the way they would otherwise like to because of the trades and what they gave up for him, because of the time off, because of all of that, and because the quarterbacking in the AFC is now so overwhelming, I think the return on investment from a pure football perspective is not going to be what the Browns wanted. And because he wasn't suspended the full year, his con- if he was suspended the full year, his contract would toll, which means basically he would like freeze in time. Right. And what should he should be paid in 2022, he'd be paid in 2023, right. so on and so forth. Because he's coming back this year, that doesn't happen. The contract goes on its regular timeline. So in 2023, 2024, oh. 2025, and 2026, just quickly, Deshaun Watson has either the highest or the second highest cap hit of any player in the sport all four years. So you don't have your first round picks. You have the most expensive quarterback in the sport who right now might be the fifth best quarterback in his own conference. And people can say that's, that's oh, Nick, you're underselling him. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar. There's five. You, now, you want to argue Lamar over a couple of those guys? You can, but you also could argue all of those guys over Lamar. And that's before some people love Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, over Lamar, over Deshaun. Some people love Russell Wilson. There's other people that could have been included. So I, I the if I had to guess, I know I'm stepping on what you were supposed to, I just looked at it. You were going to ask me what the record was going to be. My apologies. Like I said, I got a lot of takes no, built no. up. I'm ready to go. I, I think that the if you look at the Browns through the first 11 games, what are to me games they're definitely losing? To me, they're definitely losing to the Chargers, to the Ravens, to the Bengals, to the Bills, uh, to the Bucks. That's five. Those aren't definite losses. Say, if, say in those five games, they go one and four. Then they the their other games are Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Patriots, Dolphins. So even if they, they're not going to sweep those with Jacoby at quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I think six and five is the best they can hope for. And I don't think Deshaun's going to come back after nearly two years off and, and just be a star. And just be awesome. Right. There's going to be some rust. There's going to be all of that. So I don't think it'll be a playoff push. I think the Browns fans are already upset with this. I think they're going to get more upset. Okay, are we good to move on? We are. Let's move on. Let's do it. Uh, social social media lit up after Giants rookie Kayvon Thibodeau was Wow, well Houston. done. Yeah, no. Well done. You've really gotten good at that. No, it's, I mean, we're in Houston, Papado. I know the DEA. The DEA oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. But but also, you've just gotten really good. You also didn't call him Thibodeau. Yeah, Thibodeau. T- no, you did a great job. Okay. 100%. He, so go ahead. He says he's okay, but it looks like a dirty play. What do you think of the situation? Yeah, I, listen. I think that that play, it, this is one of those, I'm going to use a very tortured metaphor here. Okay, but just follow me for a moment. If you have too much to drink and you drive into a stop sign and the person you were at dinner with had the exact same amount of drinks as you did, the exact same weight, they have the exact same level of intoxication, and they drive into a bus stop with people standing there, your penalties are going to obviously be greatly different, even though your crimes were the same. It's because the result we are judging the result rather than the action. Right. This, to me, is a vintage example of judging the result. And I'm not trying to compare the block to drunk driving. Point being, 
that block happens a dozen times a game. The re the, the on that play, and I'm not trying to get too X's and O's nerdy football, but on that play, the tight end's job is <clears throat> is to come across, seal that outside linebacker or that pass rusher, that rushing player, and to do that, they often go low. Football is an inherently dangerous game. With the the league has decided, and I know it bothers the players sometimes, but the league has rightfully decided we are going to penalize you for going high. So, and the players know we don't want you to come at our, you know, basically knee down. But now all of a sudden the strike zone area is shrinking. And if the if you're going to get the penalty for going high, you're going to err on the side of low. Additionally, Fair. if you watch the play, Thibodeau, again, I want to get two X's and O's on it, doesn't play it great. You see that play happen all the time in football. And what you see is, I remember guys used to do this to J.J. Watt all the time. And what Watt was unbelievable at was keeping his hips parallel. Correct. And and put his hands down. Get his hands there, keep his hips parallel to the sideline, have his hands ready. And when the guy comes, he almost would propel off the guy around him. Thibodeau at the last second turns the other way, turns to where instead of facing the sideline, he's facing the end line. And the guy, and the guy, by the way, seemed to be aiming at his hip, and it slid down and hit him in the knee. So I, I did not think it was a dirty play. I think it was an unfortunate play in an inherently violent game. I also think uh, this play and the reaction to this play is further evidence that social media is making everyone lose their minds. And yep. it is, uh, it is of, of all the concerns I have for... The fu- again, this is going to seem hyperbolic. I don't mean it to. For the future of civilized society and our ability to communicate, discuss, and interact with each other, the reaction to this is another check in the column of we might be screwed because nobody wants to operate in anywhere in the, the gray. It was the, the, my colleague, Emmanuel Acho is, I think the, I don't know if he was the first one who tweeted out, but his tweet seems to be the one that's getting the most attention, called it not only a dirty play, but a cowardly play. You then had people lining up either saying, yep, the guy who threw that block is a dirty player. Guys trying to make a football team. And then on the other hand, you had guys lining up on the other side saying it's, it's not even gray area. It is as clean. It's the only way to play that. When the answer probably is, yeah, ideally, he goes six inches higher. And ideally, Thibodeau plays it a little smarter. And ideally, nobody gets banged up there. But people are just so adamant. So righteous. And and the other thing is, and this is not my original opinion, uh, but it's one I espouse a lot because I heard it seven years ago. And it struck me as so smart about one of the issues that we have in this country politically now, but it's now spilled over into everything, which is people get tied to opinions the way talk show hosts used to. So in the pa- before you, everyone had their own audience. You could think and believe something, get new information, and change your opinion. And o- the only people who knew you changed your opinion were your closest friends and family, right? right? 
But now that everyone has an audience, everyone gets tied to a take and they feel like they have to defend that take even right. when new evidence comes around. And so if you, if you saw Acho's tweet and you're like, listen, I didn't play football. I don't know. He played football. He says this is dirty. So you fire off a tweet. That guy should be suspended for the year. It's a dirty player. I'd cut him. And then you see seven other former football players say, hey, I did play like Acho played. I disagree with him. In a normal world, you might be like, oh, I was basing my opinion on someone else's opinion because of their experience. Now there's more people with other experience giving me theirs. Right. Oh, I can come in. But now you're tied to it. Nobody wants to admit they're wrong. So now they're like, nope, you're wrong. Jeff Schwartz, you're wrong. Mark Schlereth, you guys. And so it just becomes a... People need to be more like science. Yeah, there you go. Well, That's a good line. I agree. Evolve with new evidence. Exactly. And, and, the, and the other thing is this. Folks, as we've learned from the Draymond Green media experience, not everyone <laughs> is prepared to deal with the take the, backlash yeah. and to learn the way I have learned over almost 20 years of doing this, how to wiggle out of your worst opinions, how to right. find a way, a little sleight of hand and be like, oh, look over here. Yeah. And now you're, <laughs> now you're free and clear. So instead, they're just arguing and cursing and yelling. All right, what's next? Uh, next is Tom Brady. Okay. You missed some training camp due to missed personal, a lot of training camp issues. He left training camp before I left for Rome, and he got <laughs> back today, which is we're recording on Monday. He missed a lot of training camp. Hey, man, he's freaking Tom Brady. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> training camp? Yeah. However, he returned to practice uh, practice one, Monday morning. Yep. Some people think that he missed all of this so he could go on audition for The Masked Singer. Okay. Uh, whatever that is. Uh, his office. Okay, by the way, that might be Fox's highest rated television show. It's great Holy crap. No, I, 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 kinda, I know it, Masked yeah, Singer. Yeah, of course. It was like, honestly, a part of my persona. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know what? You're right about that. You know? it, is, it is a part of the Demonze brand. I don't watch The Masked Singer. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. But great show. America should watch it. Go ahead. Uh, his offensive line has become very injured over the postseason. Uh, with all this weird news, are you still fading the Bucks? Okay. Yes, I'm still fading the Bucks. first of all. Second of all, let me talk about the Brady thing for a moment. Okay. Everyone's going to ask for Nick to crush Tom Brady. They expect me to crush Tom Brady. There is one athlete in the world who has earned the level of deference due to longevity and excellence that Brady has. Wonder who that Check is. your bingo card. It's LeBron. Okay. If I am being honest, if LeBron was mysteriously gone from training camp for 10 days, would I say, ah, oh, bad teammate, not doing it? Or would I say, guys, he's been in the league 20 years. If he needs time, he needs time. I'd say the latter, not the former. 100%. So if I would cut LeBron the slack, I'm going to cut Brady the slack. Okay? Right. That's first of all. With that said, this is me giving myself an out on that opinion. If I decide I want to crush Tom Brady. In <laughs> okay. Okay. If he did this to go on the masked singer, I take everything I just said back. <laughs> you can't do, if you did this because, hey, I told my wife I was retiring, re retiring. She scheduled a family vacation. Okay. I then told her I was coming back. And part of the negotiation was all still go. And she was like, it's the middle of training camp. Baby, I'm telling you, I'll still go. We'll work it out. 
then I'm fine with that, right? Then it's not that to me is, there are a lot of reasons. If it is to go on the mass Singer, even if you might be like, if he's going to miss time, what does it matter what he's doing? I just think it's such a bad look for the team and for teammates. 100%. It's, if LeBron, you use the same example, missed training camp, but then we found it was because he was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I think we'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Now, to the actual Bucks. Yeah, I think they're screwed. Teen squad. I think they are screwed. Now, d- screwed I mean, like they won't make the playoffs. Julio Jones, Jones? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I that's huge. I think, it, well, listen, we'll see if he can have a resurgence. The last, you know, his last year in Atlanta was mediocre. Last season in Tennessee was bad. We'll see how healthy he is. Okay. But the, the it, listen, they're in such a bad division that I, they'll still be a playoff team. I, 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 I would expect that. But the one place that Brady is most vulnerable his whole career is not if you can get pressure from the edge because he's so smart and can get the ball out so fast. Even the best edge guys usually can't get to him in time. It's if you can get pressure up the middle. I'm not breaking news here. Both guards, of his, both his starting guards left the team this offseason. His starting center, who was the guy, and that's our clock, but this is going to be a long show because I have all these extra takes built up in me and I wasn't on TV today. His starting center, who was the guy, if you remember, when Brady unretired, he called and he got the contract extension. Ryan Jensen. Okay. Jensen out for the year. This weekend, one of the guards they brought in or that was going to replace one of the starting guards, Stinney, he's now out for the year. So Saying great. And it is at the worst spot right. on the team. The Ryan Jensen injury, I said it when it happened. Aside from Brady, I think it's the single worst injury Tampa could have suffered. A bigger deal than even Mike Evans getting hurt because Brady can work with other receivers. Right. The, and you lose arguably the best center in football. So I think that's a big problem. I do think... Brady flirting with retirement, flirting with other teams, now missing training camp, while I'm not going to crush him for it, is an indication that he maybe isn't as 100% dialed in as he has been in the past, which is understandable. The guy's going to be 45 years old. All of those are reasons to fade the Bucs. Now, I want to pull up their schedule real quick. Is that a reason that I think they're not going to win the division? Of course not, because I don't believe in the Saints. The Panthers are the Panthers, and the Falcons might be the worst team in football. But could the Bucs start off one and three? Put this as a promo for the gambling show. Make this prop bet. I would, if you set the over-under on the Bucs wins after four weeks at one and a half, I would bet the under. If you set the over-under on Bucs wins after four weeks at two, where I get a push if they go two and two, and I only lose at three and one or four and zero, oh, I would hammer the under. Week one, they're at Dallas. Week two, they're at New Orleans. Again, I don't love New Orleans, but New Orleans is the one team in football who's beat Brady up throughout the last. He's one and three against them in the regular season since he went to Tampa. Week three, home for the Packers. Week four, home for the Chiefs. Say it less. then gets incredibly soft after that with the exception of a two-week stretch where they have the Ravens and the Rams. So I don't think they're going to – I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to have any chance of a one seed, and I don't think they're going to have any type of playoff success. But because of that division, I still believe in them that they're going to have a successful year. All right, what's next? So bet the under one and three. Got it. Yeah, you got it. You're a gambling expert. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, so, of course, LeBron's extension made it to the show. Yeah. 
LeBron and gold. Still yeah. talking about it. Go ahead. <laughs> LeBron and the Lakers have agreed on a new contract. Uh, the two-year extension includes a 2024-2025 season player option. Yeah. That, of course, is when Bronny could potentially be in the league. Yeah. You said he shouldn't do a deal early. Yep. Do you think he resigned just to solidify the player option in, 24, 20, in the 2024-25 season? No, I don't think he would have resigned without it. But I don't think because he would have had the ultimate player option a year from now, which is free agency. And he could have then just signed a one-year deal anywhere. I was shocked by this news, to be clear. I made it very clear that I thought there was no upside to LeBron re-signing. The only upside is, oh, if he suffers a career-ending injury, that way he gets the $97 million. And with respect to $97 million, that's not moving the needle for LeBron. I know he is trying to buy a team, so every dollar matters because you need billions, and he's at a, a little over a billion plus. But still... The financial security, I do not believe, was the reason he did it. I believe, and the other part of it was, I thought there was a chance, even if he wanted to stay with the Lakers, he would do it for less. The reason, oh, okay, yeah. Go right. ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I think because you were saying that he didn't do it for the money. I think I thought you were going to go on to say that he did it because Kyrie Irving is going to the Lakers. Well, you're almost right. I believe that the discussions were between rich. Rich Paul, Rob Palenka, and LeBron were this. Guys, what are we going to do to make this team better? All the media reports are you won't trade those future draft picks to bring in Kyrie, or if Kyrie ends up not being available, I think he will be, do some, <clears throat> something else. And I think what Rob Palenka said is, well, we can't trade our entire future if we think LeBron might leave in eight months. That would be poor management. Yeah. If you guys commit to us that we have at a minimum, instead of one more year of LeBron, a minimum of two more years of LeBron, because that's all this guarantees because of the player option, right. then we will commit to you if the right trade's available, the 27 and the 29 first-round picks are on the board. Does that make sense? Because yeah. that's the only reason I could, I could come up with as to why LeBron would agree to this, is that they told him, if you agree to this, then we will go all in on year 20 for you. Right. Which, uh, I don't think the Lakers are going to win the title. And as presently constituted, they can't win the title. But, if in LeBron's 20th season, he not only passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in, in all-time scoring, which is going to happen midway through this year, but does it while playing at an all-NBA level, which he obviously did last year, and somehow the team were to win the title, and it's the title that breaks the tie with the Celtics for most titles in franchise history, if that all were to happen, then the GOAT debate yeah. becomes an uh, afterthought. Right. Then it becomes, uh, uh, can you believe people were still arguing about it? Right. So, but they can't, they, they do not have enough to win the title this year unless they add a true difference maker, which they're not going to be able to do without getting rid of one or maybe both those future picks. All right. That was a big media block. We might have an even longer B block. This might be the longest show we've ever done, but that's fine. I'm excited to be back. Take a quick break. Come back. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. 
Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I said I wasn't going to talk about the vacation, and I'm not. But what I, I, I guess I am briefly here. What I am going to say is anybody that is interested in history... I cannot imagine. Now, I've never been to Greece, uh, and I haven't been to Egypt. So those would be the only, and I guess, you know what, also parts of China. I guess those would be the Mount Rushmore of historical places to visit, along with Rome. Okay. But the youngest buildings in Rome are 150 years old. The oldest are more than 2,000. And the scale of what these people were doing 2,000 years ago. Everyone talks about the Colosseum, and the Colosseum is unbelievable. The Pantheon, I cannot put into words how jaw-dropping it is. And the other thing that I, Nicole, you know, your mom's best friend who was with us pointed this out. And it was, my mom, I think, also mentioned it. The part that's impossible to conceptualize is how many goddamn sculptors lived in one place? Because <laughs> every, every building, the, the front of it has these perfectly done marble sculptures. And it's like, how, how many, how many of these, these, these people had this talent? It's like a common practice it's, out there. It, it is, it is as, as remarkable a place as I've ever been to in my life. I also say this quickly. Uh, and I'm Italian, and I hate to say it. The food was unbelievable. I thought the food in Barcelona was better. Okay. I thought Barcelona was the best food city I've ever been to. Rome is a close second, but history-wise, nothing comes close. All right, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right, what are we we're start? What are we starting with here? Uh, we're gonna start. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, so I took an Uber. Oh, good. I'm glad. This would be a good little rant before we get back to the sports. Go ahead. Yeah. So you you. Uh, displayed some distaste for that. Uh, not for you taking the Uber. No, no, no of course. I'm, no, no, no. Not the, okay, sorry. Okay. Let me yeah. go into the, Yeah. So I took a Uber yesterday, and for the first time, I noticed that they had, like, an option on there or that yes. I could pick if I wanted to have a conversation. I could change the temperature and everything. Yeah. But the one that stood out was 
picking either to have a conversation or to have there be no talking. Yeah. And I had never noticed that until yesterday. You said it's been there for a while, but it seemed like you sort of had a problem. Okay. Well, for, you hadn't noticed it until yesterday because I think you were accidentally taking expensive Ubers. <laughs> and you, because I don't think it's an, because here's why this is so outrageous for a number of reasons. Let me make sure I'm right about this. For, first of all, I do not believe it to be an option on Uber X. So the cheapest Uber, if I were to at, get an Uber right now, I'm, I'm not going to actually get it. But I, but I do that. Yeah, it's not an option. But if you do like Uber black SUV, oh, it, it is an option. Okay? At least on my phone. Wow. The, so first of all, it's saying if you're, you know, paying extra, we'll give you some perks. Choosing the temperature seems totally reasonable. Right. Especially, by the way, if you are paying extra. If you're paying extra, you're like, you know what? Paying a lot of money for this ride. Right. I would like it to be right like a private driver. Right. If I'm going to pay a price of a private driver, I'd like it to be where the car's the exact temperature I would like. And it also asks you, do you have bags you need help with? Right. So the driver knows to get out. You know what? Fine. You want to pay for that? No problem. The fact that there is an option that the driver sees on, am I allowed to speak to this person, <laughs> is such an indictment on our inability as humans to interact with each other. By the way, I am not saying you have an obligation to talk to people. Right. I, th th the, the take is not you must talk to your Uber drivers at all times. Maybe you have a business call to make. Maybe you just got terrible family news. Maybe you're just exhausted. Maybe you're the way <clears throat> I, I was when I would be in studio for first things first. And so, sometimes I'd take the train, sometimes I'd take an Uber back. And I had just talked for three straight hours. And the last thing I want to do is have a conversation. Right. There are, it is reasonable to be like, I don't want to talk right now. But it doesn't need to be clicked through on an app. Have a moment with another human being. <laughs> hey, thanks for the ride. No problem. Guy starts chatting. Respond to him. And sir, I, I'm not trying to be rude. I've got a phone call to make. Sir, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm exhausted. A and then that's it. Right. But to, to have it be a button. So I theoretically, the point is, I won't even have to look this guy in the eye. Right. I'll never have to speak to him. It's so, it, it, it is, and it further tries to draw the line in the gig economy amongst people who use the gig economy and people who uh, service the gig economy. Okay. It's the same. I understood on the DoorDash and Seamless stuff, the no contact delivery. Yeah. If it was a health issue. Right. But now people who are going to nightclubs maskless are doing it so they don't have to talk. So they don't have to interact with another human being. It's it is again, our society is fraying and it's hanging by a few threads of social norms and politeness. And we are just hacking away at those because you want to click a stupid button. So your Uber driver doesn't say so. You live in New York or are you visiting? Like, oh, I can't have that interaction. Like, yeah, don't subject me to having to speak with another human being. It's, it's dark. Right? It's dark. It's dark. It's outrageous. I hate that they added it. I think it's an indictment on everyone. And anyone who uses that feature, I judge you. Again, I do not judge you. That, you Matt? tell your Uber driver. Matt uses it. Coming for your head right now. Matt uses it. Our producer, Matt, uses it. He Matt's a bad six <laughs> weeks from being an Uber driver. 
<laughs> and then he uses it. All right, so oh, 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 I didn't on. mean to Matt, throw Matt under the bus like that. Himself and said no chance. I I got real I got real frisky there when I say it. He's bad six weeks away from that being his only job. My apologies, Matt. I I was so shocked that you would use that feature. No, Matt said was, that if he were to have used it, he would. He told me the exact situation that he would have used it in. Yeah, and I definitely I understood. Okay, so. I'm gonna go ahead and say there's one person on our show that I think uses it. Gabe, of course. The yeah. guy lives in a palace by the beach. <laughs> has a gorgeous, well, you know, wife who I think this is bullshit. Look at him. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm pressing the button. I don't want to look at your house, right bro. Now. You guys. The, look at Gabe's background. Look at those paintings. Look at the architecture. Even the recessed. I mean, look at this. I, I mean, this is that I'm, again. I didn't say Gabe would do it. I just said, if, if we're having a draft, uh, beautiful wife, beautiful wife. Hello. Uh, the And I don't want to say, by the way, we're off the rails and we'll get back to the sports quickly. Uh, or we'll quickly back to the sports. Funny story about when I met Gabe. Gabe and I worked together for like a year. And I'm not going to say Gabe's wife's name because it's not the public's business. Right. But it's a, it's, a, it's a name that could be a guy's or a girl's name. and. It's, I would say it's more typically a guy's name, at least when I hear it, that I think of that. And Gabe mentioned her. And I'd known him for like a year. And I'm like, man, I had no idea Gabe was gay. I was like, that was like, I was like, not that I didn't care one way or the other. Right. But usually it's you have like, like you shot. know someone for a while, you get a feeling about it. And, and, I, and then I thought that for like another six months. And then I met her and I'm like, oh, makes a little more sense now. It's like, oh, okay. Oh no, but so again, gosh. the point that I was making is I don't think anyone on this show would do it. But if I was having a draft and it was one person on the show, we have confirmation, click the don't look me in the eyes, petty Uber driver. Yeah, definitely. It's not going to be Nick. It's, it's not, no. not going to be Matt. <laughs> it's not going to be Victor. It's not going to be our amazing intern, Kara, not intern, I apologize, our amazing uh, producer, Kara, who last night, uh, found you know went through a podcast. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the middle of Sunday night, working extra hours. Dave, Gabe's drinking Chardonnay by the beach. <laughs> <You know. laughs> all right, let's all right, let's get to the actual show. Sorry about that. Go ahead. All right, so back to the sports. Uh huh. You interrupted your vacation to t make a tweet about KD and Kyrie. Mm -hmm. You said, "Well, you think that the NBA 2022's Christmas schedule means that they will no longer be in Brooklyn." Mm -hmm. Uh, the last, the latest rumor is that the Jalen Brown package is still the best offer on the table. Mm -hmm. Can you believe? But there's also a rumor now that the Grizzlies might be involved. The, there was a latest from very early this morning. Sham said Grizzlies that the Grizzlies might be involved, trying to include their picks. But go okay. ahead. Yep. Picks. Go ahead. Uh, can you believe you're still talking about KD after his whole checkmate move? Well, no. Of course, I'm going to keep talking about this because I think it's about the Nets. Sorry. Yeah, no, Katie. you're fine. Uh, the Nets. No, I, listen, this is going to drag on, but KD is going to get what he wants. He is going to get traded. There is no question in my mind that he is going to get traded. And there are three teams that from the very beginning, I said, and this is one of the things that frustrates me about sports media. I'll be totally candid. I think there are, I think that, some of the best sports media is barbershop talk, right? The type of debate you have at the barbershop. Right. But the distinguishing factor is supposed to be 
that those of us with a platform, okay, ha have a responsibility to be informed on what is and isn't realistic. Right. So the barbershop talk, like all-time greatest, hypothetical things, whatever it is. When it comes to could Team X trade for player Y, there is a level of, I would not to be too extreme, responsibility to actually tell the audience, well, here's what is and isn't possible. And there were three teams from the first day KD demanded a trade that I said could check every box of what the Nets want back. And I'd be shocked if they don't get involved. Those three teams were the New Orleans Pelicans, who were involved, the Boston Celtics, who were heavily involved, and the Memphis Grizzlies. And nobody was talking about the Pelicans. Now they are. And now Sham's saying the Grizzlies are involved. Because those were the three teams that could include a young all-star-ish player, Jaron Jackson, Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, had their own picks and extra picks to include in the deal, and their young player was making enough money that you could make the salaries work. It's what the Miami trade never was going to be able to work because Bam couldn't be a part of it. Right. The Suns trade never was the only chance it had was with Aiton was what they wanted. Once he resigned, it was gone. The Warriors trade to, to me financially and players wise, you could make that work, but it would have just have been shocking if Katie would have signed up for that. So, so those to me, if I were those three teams, those are the it, I would be making calls to the Nets, and if I were the Nets, I'd be like, these are the three teams that we should be keyed keyed in on more than anything. And so, yeah, I listen. I think that eventually this trade happens. I think it probably is to Boston. I, I've made it very clear that I think the Pelicans are the right move. The the problem for the Grizzlies, and I said it was Jaron Jackson Jr. just had knee surgery. So how much does that hurt his value? Okay, uh, we've got a lot more to do this segment, so let's just keep rolling. Go ahead. A lot more, and it's time for, I think we played this game one time, maybe. Likely, maybe, or what if. Okay, so DeMonte's going to lay out a, a situation, and then I'm going to tell you the, the, it's likely this, it might be that, or what if it's this. All right, go ahead. Uh, UFC president Dana White claimed he was close to brokering a deal for uh, the Raiders mm -hmm. for Tom Brady and Gronk to go there before they signed with the Bucks. Uh -huh. uh, Gronk said it really did happen, but Joe Gruden, John, nixed, jo John Gruden, yeah, nixed fine. the deal. Apparently, Brady was already looking at houses in Vegas. With Br was, do you think Brady was actually going to Vegas? Oh, I think it's likely this is totally true. Okay. Uh, I think that it also then poor Derek Carr. But you remember Brady went on the shop, uh, and I don't know if it was Maverick or LeBron. Some one of them asked him about it. Might have been PR, and he said that there was a team out there that I thought was interested in me, and then said they wanted to stick with their quarterback. And I said, "You're going to choose that motherfucker over me." Wow. And that, and I don't think he was saying. So no, I think A and B. You know. Yeah. Like you connect the dots. That, a little bit. Right, and I don't think he was saying it. May, uh, the tone in my voice was probably a little misleading. I don't think he was saying it like that. That guy is is a bad guy. He was saying it like I'm Tom Brady. I'm Tom Brady, and he's not nearly the player I am. Right. It doesn't shock me at all that John Gruden would not want anyone on his team that is a bigger celebrity than him. Let's okay. not get it twisted about why John Gruden didn't do this. It was not because he thought Derek Carr was better than Tom Brady. It was because the Raiders' success was going to have to be because of the brilliance of John Gruden. And it, the, 
He would cut off his nose to spite his face in that regard. Like, that's who he is. And so it, it doesn't shock me at all that he nixed it. And it what is a little interesting is it shows Brady was interested in coming to Mahomes' division. That is an interesting element of it. That, what do you think Brady just wants to? No, I no, but I think when he went to Tampa, a lot of us, myself included, were like, well, yeah, they have this roster and these things and good coach, but it also was such a soft division. Right. Carolina was a mess. Atlanta was trending down, and everyone knew that Drew Brees was going to retire very soon. So it's like, oh, you go from the AFC East, which is always easy, to this place, and you're going to be able to run. But we now know that he was thinking about Miami, which stays in the AFC East, go against New England, wanting to go to the Raiders. And I think that was a, that would be the ultimate, like, all-time GOAT checkmate, right? right? Because keep in mind, he hadn't, yes, he had beaten Mahomes in that playoff game with New England. However, the previous year, Mahomes had won the Super Bowl, right? The the playoff game against New England with the Chiefs went to overtime. Mahomes played great. He hadn't beaten Mahomes in a Super Bowl yet. That was which was his new ultimate check right. thing. That the Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl that year's first year in Tampa. It would have been an ultimate. Oh, I'm going to the division of the guy that a lot in the media is saying one day could be the goat, right. and I'm going to just start winning. So I find the whole thing interesting. I'm not surprised that Gruden nixed it. All right, what's next? Okay, no, uh, go ahead. Oh wait, I didn't do it. Sorry, I didn't. Like I didn't it. do the segment. <laughs> I didn't do it right. So it's likely that this is exactly true. But maybe that Dana White is overstating his own importance in this, right. which is something Dana White is on Tim's brand for him. But what if Brady had gone there? Then you know what doesn't happen? If the Chiefs and the Raiders play in the playoffs? The Chiefs' offensive line is not as banged up as it was in the Super Bowl. Mahomes kicks his ass. Mahomes wins back-to-back. And Brady, and all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, that go. Well, Mahomes on his tail. Might have retired. Yeah, who knows? And that's who why knows? we call it what if. Yeah, there you go. So, sorry, I forgot how this segment worked. All right, what's next? Packers head coach Matt LaFleur yep. uh, said quarterback Jordan Love is light years ahead of where he was last year. This undoubtedly offended Aaron Rodgers. He does tend to get a little sensitive. Mm-hmm. What was Matt LaFleur? Well, this that one's weird. Matt LaFleur. Matt? Matt LaFleur. 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 The reason it's weird is because you're adding an M when it's yeah. L. You're all right. Uh, let's, yeah. let's do What it, was Matt LaFleur going for? There you go. There we go. Uh, first, he was going for his guys. You know, I've been the coach of this team. We win 13 games every year. Can people pronounce my name right? I mean, that's what he's going for. All right. It's likely he is simply trying to build up a bit of trade value for Jordan Love. It is likely that he simply wants Jordan Love to have some type of trade value if somebody's quarterback goes down so they can recoup that pick because Love, with Rodgers signing this new extension, Love's rookie contract's going to expire before he ever sees the field, okay? So that's what's likely. But maybe, but maybe Jordan Love actually is light years ahead of where he was. Now, I, I think he threw, I was in Rome, but I think he threw... Three picks in one of these preseason games. Light years ahead of Aaron Rodgers. No, light years of where he was last year. Last year, not where. Yeah, then Aaron I don't Rogers really was. understand why this would offend Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but what if? I agree with you there, by the way. But what if this is not actually 
anything more than what a coach would normally do to try to build up his players. And because of Aaron Rodgers' own history here, we are reading too much into the impact it would have. Right. With that said, I, you know, I, in years past, I would have thought, yeah, this might piss off Aaron. But Aaron, not the new ayahuasca, yeah. I'm here for love, Aaron. Aaron has really convinced me that, that, that his experimenting with hallucinogens has changed the way he looks at the world. I believe that. I have heard it from him. <laughs> what, why are you laughing at me? No, man. It's just, you know I mean, you're just saying that. I feel like you're just saying the guy's, he's, he's high. I don't think he's high right now. <laughs> but, okay. Let's just do this quickly here. Once upon a time, you. Oh, Jesus. No, just wait a moment. Don't get mad at me here. <laughs> you don't get mad at me here. <laughs> okay, yeah, I okay? know exactly what you're about to start talking about. Well, go ahead. Well, we're, we're doing it quickly. Let's we'll go. do it quickly. Once upon a time, Domanze with some friends in a safe, controlled environment, what I would call microdosed, some not ayahuasca, but similar. This isn't the Schlitterbahn thing you were talking about. Yeah, it's no. something else. Yeah. And I saw you the next day. And you were a more, call it, open and loving person than I had seen you in a very long time. Yeah. And it clearly, that experience had opened your eyes and your heart to something. And since then, I watched a whole show called Seven Perfect Strangers about microdosing psilocybin. And now that show's about like seeing dead people kind of. But there is some science behind these types of drugs activating part of your brain that then has Was lasting it? effects long after you're high. That's all I'm saying. I wasn't trying to put your business out in the street. I'm just saying I had some firsthand experience with it, plus research about it, plus the contemporary pop culture analysis of it, plus Aaron Rodgers. I do think, so I guess the what if, what if we all should go to Peru and take <laughs> ayahuasca? That's the what if. All right, what's next? After a very eventful offseason, mm -hmm. Zach Wilson got hurt in the first game of the preseason. Yeah. After a bad rookie season, he's already going to miss time in his second season. What does the future hold for Zach Wilson on and off the field? All right, before I answer, can we get Gabe back on the show, or did he leave because I insulted him so much? If Gabe's back on the show, I would love to get Gabe, our you know resident Jets fan, his take on this because I have a, I I want to see where you're at, Gabe, on Zach. Well, first, you know, if if I may, what was your optimism of Zach Wilson before this preseason started, and what was your reaction to the injury? Uh. <laughs> You said that Matt has about six bad weeks before Uber is his only option. And I would have said Zach's number was about three. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've never been a believer. <laughs> I'm still not a believer. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is my concern. I had real questions about Zach Wilson coming out of college. I also, and this isn't exactly how probabilities work, but in my head they kind of do. I look at last year's draft class. I'm like, okay, I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star. He hasn't shown it yet, but I believe him. Trey Lance, we haven't seen anything yet. I think he's going to be good. Mac Jones, at the very least, is going to be competent, right? There is no, there's never been a draft class in history where all of the first-round picks, when you have that many of them, hit. Right. And... <laughs> There's always at least one when there's three plus first round quarterbacks. 
huge bust. Right. Like with the year that Lamar went 32 and Baker went one and Josh Allen went sixth or seventh, it, Josh Rosen's mixed in there. And Mark Sanchez, not Mark Sanchez, uh, the other Jets quarterback, the Sam, pardon me, Sam Darnold's mixed in there. Justin Fields has his work cut out for him. But Zach Wilson was the one that I was most confident this isn't going to work. Partially and partially because I didn't believe in Zach and partially because some guys just go to the wrong team and they're snake bit and it's just right. bad luck. Starting the rookie's second year off with a significant injury where he's going to miss time is the most devastating possible outcome for Jets fans. So it's likely that the Jets are again in the quarterback market two years from now. That this year they're like, ah, he started off hurt and he, whatever, and he had some flashes. And next year they give him one more shot and they're done with him similar way with, with Darnold. Okay? That's likely. But maybe he escaped injury and significant injury. And because he had some moments last year, he puts it together and has a promising season. I think that's incredibly unlikely. But what if Zach Wilson, I do not believe this is going to happen, takes the embarrassment of this summer with the thing involving Cougars and his mom's friend and all of that, and then the injury, and uses it all to have the most improbable, great season we've seen from a young quarterback in a decade. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Jets fans. It's going to be a long, another decade. Okay, next. Leave it. Leave that an open take. Yeah. How are you? Uh, Chet Holmgren appeared to injure his ankle after attempting to defend LeBron yep. uh, on a layup. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy who's supposed to be a generational defensive prospect. Yeah. Is this a big deal? Okay. It's, it's not. It's likely that this is just bad luck. Okay? It's, and I know everyone expects me to crush Chet here. It's likely this is at a, at a gym with a slippery floor because they ended up canceling the game midway through. LeBron is 275 pounds. Yeah. It's not like, the thing is this, it's like, oh, if LeBron does that to him, think of, think of what? There's not a lot of <laughs> other guys in the league that are going to do that. It's likely this is just bad luck. But maybe it is absolutely a sign of what I am concerned about, which is the guy's biggest strength Right now, this moment is supposed to be his defense. And yes, he is going to get, be able to get to sh block shots from places other guys can't. But when it comes to guys bodying into him, he is going to, he is going to cause such little resistance and it, it, it is going to have such a little ill effect on their ability to finish as long as they can handle the contact right. and knock him away. But maybe this is a sign. And but what if, what if he gets freaking jacked? Okay, well, that's not what I was going to say. Right. I don't know. Sure. Uh, let me, my take on the Chet Holmgren body size thing is very clear. There's two options. Neither is great. One is this guy who was a potential number one pick of the draft, was one of the top high school players in the country, has just chosen not to gain weight. That's an indictment on work ethic. Everyone says that's not true. The other option is he really wants to gain weight. He knows it's his biggest weakness, maybe only weakness, and can't do it. That's even more concerning. Yeah. If the if you got a kid in school who's getting D's on all his tests, and it's because he's playing video games all night, that's one thing. If you have a kid in school who every time you come home is studying, and every time you he had all his homework done, and he's asking you for help, he's getting D's on tests. Eh. You got a different type of problem there. <laughs> and so, and and so like it's almost the 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 
working hard and not succeeding is a problem. Yeah. The what if I was going to say is what if, and this is the biggest concern, Chet has to drastically adjust the way he plays in a way he's not comfortable with because he can't sustain the contact. Because he will get hurt or banged up or nicks and bruises where other guys wouldn't. So he can't play free the way he wants to and instead has to change things. That's the most biggest concern. So, yeah, I don't think this is what I thought was a bigger deal was the guy who will never play a minute in the NBA. I don't remember. Kenny Lofton something, I think was his name. Kenny Lofton Sr. Junior, senior, one of them. Yeah, it was some, but he wasn't the kid of the baseball player with the name Kenny Lofton. That guy bodying Chet. LeBron does that to a lot of people, but I, it is a concern. All right, what's last? Now, Lamar Jackson said he is putting a week one de- a week one deadline on contract negotiations with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Ravens have already made a huge offer, at least one. Yep. And uh, John J- John Harbaugh said the deal will get done when it gets done. Why is it taking so long? Well, I think much like the it's likely that the Deshaun Watson contract has screwed things up for everyone trying to get deals done. Similar to how the the Rudy Gobert trade has screwed up the NBA trade marketplace. When Rudy Gobert goes for five first-round picks, you're trading Donovan Mitchell, you want six. If you're trading Kevin Durant, you want seven. When Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed deal, Lamar says, "Uh, I've won as many playoff games as Deshaun Watson. Uh, I have a league MVP. I have no off-field concern. I'm not on a second team. Why would I not get a fully guaranteed deal? The Ravens, understandably, don't want to give him a fully guaranteed deal. I love Lamar. I wouldn't want to give him a fully guaranteed deal. The guy needs to hire an agent. Of course. So it's likely (laughs) that this doesn't get done, and it doesn't get done because he doesn't have someone telling him, Lamar, we've got to do a cost-benefit analysis here. Yes, you, you might be right in principle that if Deshaun got this, you should get more, but they're offering you reportedly more than Kyler got in total money and guarantees, okay? Is it worth fighting for the principle of this other thing rather than locking in what will be lifetime financial security of 100 plus million dollars? You haven't made that much money yet. I understand he's got good endorsements. He was a first round pick. He was last pick of the first round. And I... I don't know that I don't know how Lamar spends his day-to-day life. I know this. As someone that buys some expensive jewelry, Lamar has spent a lot of money on jewelry. Okay. And that if you have a hundred million guaranteed, that's not an issue at all. If you have eight million guaranteed on a five-year, let me see what Lamar's rookie contract was. So Lamar, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I apologize for not having it in front of me. So Lamar's initial contract with the Ravens was four years, nine million bucks. Okay. This year he's going to make twenty three million. Okay, so that twenty three million is guaranteed, and that that obviously takes care of a lot of the things. But you can go through that. Absolutely, you can go through twenty million as a pro athlete. Easy. I would be telling him lock in the hundred plus million. It's a good franchise. They built it around you. Do all this. It's likely if he had an agent, this would have been done. Right. But maybe, even if he didn't have an agent, he would, or even if he had an agent, he'd be saying, no, I want, I am the next guy up. I'm better than the other guys who've gotten paid. You're going to pay me that. And where Lamar does have some leverage is, 
they've built the team around his particular skill set so much that if they lose him, they are so screwed. More so than other teams lose their... If you have just a traditional quarterback, you've built a traditional team, right. you lose that guy, you still need a quarterback, but it's different in this. But what if he is able to do what Dak did, which is play out the deal, get franchise... Or I'm sorry, better example than what Dak did. What Kirk Cousins did, which is get franchise tagged twice and then have never be able to be franchise tagged again, which has allowed Cousins to sign the greatest contracts in NFL history get for a player of his caliber. So there is, there is a chance Lamar if Lamar stays healthy, then he will have played this exactly right and will make more money than anybody ever because you, he'll always take short, fully guaranteed deals, keep hitting free agency as a quarterback. No one, else, no one will be able to franchise tag him again. But it is, I'm a gambler and that's a risk. I wouldn't be willing to take. Okay, I told you today's show was going to go long. This is going to be our longest show ever. We have a final block where there is an allegation of theft that must be addressed. We will do it next. What's right? All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right? Nick Wright. I'm glad we went long today because it allowed us to be recording right when Baker Mayfield was officially announced the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. This, to me, is actually not a huge story. There was any... Once the Panthers traded for him, he was the starter. And it's not because Baker's some unimpeachably great quarterback. It's because Sam Darnold, over the last two years, has been the single worst quarterback in football. Sam Darnold, over the last two years, is ranked 44th or worse among starting quarterbacks in every major category. There's only 32 teams, okay? So uh, he was not... Darnold was never going to be the starter. Baker was going to be the starter. So Baker's the starter. I'm glad we got that in there. Now I want to discuss something because I got a tweet last night. And the tweet read... Let me find it because it was sent to me and then I sent it to our crew. So I want to give credit. Uh, This is from Zijan Khan on Twitter. At Bill Simmons had a segment on his podcast today playing the defense attorney for Kevin Durant. Looking forward to hearing what Nick Wright has to say about that on his next show of What's Right. So I sent that to our group and Kara, who I inaccurately called an intern earlier. I apologize. I I don't know why I did it. It's probably, to be totally honest, probably my own latent, you know, sexism somewhere in my brain. I didn't mean to do that, Kara. I apologize. Kara did an amazing job. And within a half hour, texted the group, I found it. 30 minutes into the episode, he said, it's a new segment I'm calling Defense Attorney. And lays out the case for another 30 minutes and closes out his argument by addressing the jury. So now we can take the full shot. As you can see, we on this show have been doing something called Nick Wright Public Defender for a couple months now. We have props. Bang the gavel, Demonze. He's wearing a wig. We have a gavel. We have all of it. So the question is, do I think Bill Simmons stole this idea? And now in a meta version of sports media breaking the fifth wall, I am going to play Nick Wright public defender defending Bill Simmons. (laughs) Bill Simmons defense attorney segment. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is a very simple case. This is a case of reputation, history, and an incredibly crowded media landscape. 
Does my client, Mr. Simmons, acknowledge that it is very clear we have video evidence that the prosecution has shown you that, yes, there's another podcast (laughs) called What's Right with Nick Wright that does a segment that is essentially exactly what my client did. Yes, there is. And the prosecution also showed you that my client, Bill Simmons, follows Nick Wright on social media. And the prosecution also showed you that my client, Bill Simmons, has a longstanding, very close relationship with a man named Kevin Wilds, who is one of Nick Wright's co-hosts on television. And they have built what appears to be a very compelling but superficial and totally speculative case that my client, a man who sold a media company for over $100 million, a man who is universally acknowledged as the first major successful sports podcaster in the world, and a man whose podcast is still the most listened to sports podcast in the world, stole something as opposed to the far more likely explanation, which is that two smart people had similar ideas and were unaware of what the other person was doing. My client, Bill Simmons, is running a company, running an empire, some would say. And while he testified that he does have affection and holds Nick Wright in high regard, is it fair to say he possibly does not have the What's Right show, on his daily podcast listens. Is it possible that much like we have demonstrated, Nick Wright once upon a time was accused of stealing a catchphrase about the Brooklyn Nets, calling them the Bitcoin of the NBA, an idea, an NFT. Nick Wright was accused of stealing that from actually another friend of Bill Simmons, one Dave Jacoby. Okay. And what... The prosecution didn't tell you is Nick and Mr. Jacoby discussed that after the fact. And Mr. Jacoby totally took Nick at his word that the exact thing that happened here happened there. Two smart, creative people had similar ideas. Now, there is a third party that is the connective tissue between Nick allegedly stealing from Jacoby and Bill allegedly stealing from Nick. That person does happen to be Kevin Wilds. (laughs) who has worked with all parties, is friends with all parties, produced a television show for Dave Jacoby, is on Bill Simmons' podcast, and works with Nick Wright. So is it further possible that in relationships, discussions, that Kevin Wilds unintentionally, unknowingly, seeded ideas or thoughts into the brains of Nick Wright, Dave Jacoby, Bill Simmons, just in passing references that similar to the movie Inception, which, uh, my, you know, the accuser Nick Wright has a very, you know, maybe ask him after the show media about seeing the Inception with his son, a young son, Demonze, and what Nick Wright's mental state was at the time. And yeah. See if you want to believe that he is the most upstanding member of the community. <laughs> But we don't. We are not here to defame him. We're here to defend. Bill Order, Simmons. order. Thank you. Um, 
that inceptioned ideas into brains? Or is it possible that it's just, hey, as fun and funny as the Nick Wright public defender bit is, it's not exactly reinventing the wheel. It's just defending an unpopular take and giving it a name. Okay. So there's there's off chance yes. that he missed the public defender segments. I, I would say it's overwhelming, Your Honor. And we have submitted into evidence Bill Simmons' phone, and you can you can scrape the metadata, and what you will see, what you will not see, pardon me, is a subscription to the What's Right show. <laughs> we know that hurts Nick Wright's feelings, who thinks the entire world is subscribed to it. <laughs> My client, unfortunately, is not. So while the two segments are incredibly similar, there was no theft here. This was just two smart people who had the same idea. Your Honor, I rest my case. Bang the gavel. I think people are shocked that I that that was my that that's the route I took there. But that's what I truly believe. I don't. The Simmons ain't stealing nothing from me. This is. And by the way, I couldn't. Now I will. I will. After doing a full defensive bill, I will make him a little angry. I did this morning try to listen to it, and I made it. Kara said it was 30 minutes. I got through the first 22 minutes of it, and I love Bill's podcast. But then in his defensive Kevin Durant, he tried to make a case that KD going to the Warriors was similar to LeBron going back to the Cavs, who had just had the number one pick three or four years. Okay. So I turned it off. I was like, ah, oh, I That's... can't do it with the LeBron slander, Bill. I can't. But I don't think he stole anything from me. All right, should, to wrap the show, should I tell the Inception story or not? Um, Since I already referenced in a, a drug use story from you, should I tell her? I was about to say, hey, man, you might as well. All right, if people of this podcast over an hour long, if people made it here, they deserve this. <laughs> what year did Inception come out? I got to look it up. Like 2015. No, got to be or, 2010. 2010? 2010. Okay. <laughs> So your mom and I are just dating at the time. We're not even engaged. We live in Kansas City. Yeah. And I really want, and this was back when I smoked weed. And I really wanted to see Inception. <laughs> so 2010, you were 11 uh, years yeah. old? Yeah. 11 years old. So, and there was a movie theater walking distance from our apartment in Kansas City. So Demonze and I, walk to see inception and we get there and we get there early buy food and i'm like oh i gotta use the bathroom and i went outside i smoked a little weed because i'm about to see inception yeah and i'm there with the vase and the movie ends and Inception's <laughs> hard to follow if you're an adult he's 11 and we i'm like did you like it he was like that was, I think, the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and me just ripped. I was just slobbering. Me just ripped. I'm like, really? I thought it was unbelievable. And Devontae obviously at the time had no idea. And then I told you the truth about this a few years ago. Man, because I could have stayed at home, dude. <laughs> like, I was. Yo. No, man, you gotta go in there and get faded and have me watch this freaking Star Trek ass movie. Like, what the hell am I doing here right now, man? That was not my proudest moment. Oh God, when I was 25, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was I was trying to make it work. 
Uh, and I, you know, I, again, I'm not that super proud of it, but it is what it is. And that movie was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday.